Hello all and welcome to the first in Mortgage Strategies new podcast series, COVID-19 Support Strategy. Today I'm joined by Nick Firth, Chief Executive of Knowledge Bank, Dale Janels, MD of ONS, Rowan Clayton, Head of Product at CPR, and James Tucker, CEO of 27 Tech. And we will be discussing how beneficial technology has been for the mortgage industry throughout the COVID-19 pandemic so far. Thank you all so much for joining me here today. Um, to get the ball rolling, rolling, I should say, uh, James, I'm going to come to you first with a fairly broad, broad brush question. Um, how important has tech been in, kept, in keeping the mortgage market moving as much as it has been so far during the, during the pandemic? Uh, thanks, Rebecca. So I think firstly, it's been critical in helping us all understand where the market is. And I think you've seen initiatives uh, from, from ourselves, from Knowledge Bank, from, from Dale obviously as well, uh, and from Mortgage Brain too, just in terms of feeding the market information with regards to volume of activity levels. So we've been sending out daily reports in terms of you know search volumes, uh, ESIS document generation volumes. And I think that's been really helpful for, for brokers and for lenders as well, hopefully to see where the market has, has got to over the course of the past four weeks. I think, secondly, of course, um, technology is, as by virtue of the fact that we're on a Microsoft Teams call, as opposed to normally meeting things, things face-to-face, technology mm-hmm. is supporting us all in continuing to do business as best we can, mm-hmm. given the current circumstance. So I think we've all become experts in Zoom meetings, team meetings, hangout meetings. Um, and clearly as well, I think brokers have used the technology that they have access to, to stay in touch with their clients, uh, to keep in contact with them and try and pursue some opportunities where those are presented to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Um, Rowan, what would you say to that? Yeah, so I agree with you know a lot of what James has been saying. Um, I think you know within the DPR group, um, we kind of cover a broad spectrum uh, of people that are impacted by this. So eKeeper, obviously serving their broker community, um, borough serving consumers, uh, and DPR obviously serving our lenders. Um, what, what we're seeing is is where they have automation. Um, yeah, they can really continue to serve those markets well. Um, yeah, they're much quicker to adapt. Um, seeing some of our lenders um, at DPR kind of using uh, kind of new technology to drive some of those requests for payment holidays. Um, they're really quick to react to, 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 to those requests and, and, and obviously are really looking to, to drive through um, the best, I guess, end result for their customers. Um, overall, I guess those that embrace technology yeah, will continue to strive. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's lots of freeware that, that brokers can have access to. Um, you know, our colleagues at, at 27 Tech and Knowledge Base have obviously brought out some freeware which will help them. Uh, likewise, within the DPR group, eKeeper Lite and, and, and Burrow for Brokers, you know, will hopefully continue to, 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 to serve, serve those brokers. I think ultimately you know, there's just been lots of innovation and collaboration and I'd hope to see more of it going forward. Um, Nick, would you say there are particular areas of the industry that are benefiting more than others? Yeah, definitely. I think I think one of the real standouts uh, for us that we've seen um, is the way that um, remote valuations, desktop valuations, are being done, and the way mm-hmm. that lenders are finding um, found workarounds. So once physical valuations stop, what could they do to 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 replicate or replace those? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just last week we saw uh, one lender 
uh, go out, and it was a smaller building society as well, that, that they, they've gone doing remote valuations up to 90% loan to value, which is, you know, which, which is outstanding. Which, which, there are two things there. First of all, we're thinking, okay, that's great for now. But then, of course, you look at that and think, actually, if we can do that, then what does the future look like with regards to ABMs, separate valuations, and how might that pan out? So I, I definitely think the work that the... Uh, the surveying companies have done along with um you know the likes of UK finance to, to, to make this happen has been absolutely fantastic and and largely that's what um kept lenders lending because you know the valuation underwriting the lender underwriting the uh, client is one thing but but the lender underwriting the um the loan against the property is another so that that's been absolutely fantastic to see and I'm really interested to see how that pans out then and social distancing and um, is eased slightly how that's and how that's going to work mm. and Nick look based on your data or if you have the data um what kind of percentage or level of uh, lenders are adapting to remote valuations would you say it, it's it I haven't got it in front of me but it's there's a massive percentage I mean we're sending out um, an email update every night to um to all of our users and, and those who are using the free live feed as well and every single day we've got lenders that are coming out now saying okay we we pause lending or we reduce our ltvs but we're back lending and we're putting those ltvs up again um on the back of of being able to use abms for remote uh desktop valuations so so it's a huge percentage uh, it really is a huge percentage mm-hmm. and i guess that will only grow as it becomes a necessity <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I really think it will. I mean, it, you know, if, if you're looking, certainly when you're you're looking at smaller building societies, as we saw last week, that are, are now able to do, um, you know, remote valuations up to ninety percent loan value. I'm not saying that'll be right for every lender. Of course, they need to manage risk. You know, on the flip side of that as well, there are only certain properties that that are suitable for remote valuations. So, so while lenders are um, increasing the LTVs and, and entering back into lending again, um, they are also excluding certain property types as well. Uh, things like flats, um, anything with a commercial element to it, um, some of them were new builds as well. So, so there are certain uh, areas that, that they can't work, or, or should I say they don't work at the minute. That's not to say that going forward they can't uh, model that and, and, and interrogate the data in a different way. But, um, but yeah, there are some restrictions, but overall it's good to see the market have started moving again uh, and in such a short space of time um, mm. they've adapted to doing remote valuations. I'd agree with that Nicola um, just to just to add a little bit more to that um, I think we're seeing um, I guess equity release lenders really looking into this area as well I think historically AVM and desktop valuations haven't really been well used in that market um, our, our six lenders at DPR are really looking now I guess to drive that forward uh, you know there's a challenge in that market around Around, around valuations and I guess also supporting the independent legal advice that's required you know obviously that needs to be face-to-face so I think you know technology can really help to move this forward as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks Rowan. Um, Dale certain factors factions of the market have been notoriously against kind of tech in the sector um, I'm guessing opinions will have to change now. Yeah I think so I think uh... I think this has been a massive test of everybody's business continuity plans and those that hadn't tested everything all of a sudden need all their staff working from home to find out that A, it hasn't worked or B, they've had to go out and buy a load of laptops quickly or they just haven't tested everything 
should mm-hmm. you know, a problem like this occur? So I think the majority of people um, who have sort of gone with the times over the last couple of years, technology has been in the press so much. There's been a lot of noise, but there's also been a lot of really good stuff coming through. And I think those that have really sort of jumped onto the bandwagon and actually could see how this was going to benefit their business um, are, really, are in a really, really good position right now because they're sitting at home, all their teams are working from home, and they've not really had much of a business interruption. Whereas some people have had a really big um, wake-up call. We've had a lot of people with IMS over the last week or so, or two weeks actually, um, into the, the lockdown have gone, right, okay, we need to do something about this, otherwise we're going to lose clients. Um, people, brokers, other brokers in the marketplace have been put on furlough. So I, I heard some really high figure the other day that something along the lines of 40% of all clients now don't have a mortgage broker, whereas they did you know, a month ago. So actually, right now is a really good time for a broker to be working from home, have the technology to reach their clients, but also to service them. And it's not just servicing them with 40, 50 different bits of information from different software providers that are really trying to do some a great job. It's actually getting better for somebody that can bring all of those software providers together in one place and then have one license fee, one login, one you know en- entrance into the marketplace to keep that, that customer service throughout the whole the whole mortgage journey from start to finish. And the people right now getting in bed with the right customers they'll remember this over the next few months because they would have been there to look after that client when some other mortgage brokers won't have been. And you, you mentioned that tech has obviously been in the press a lot and robo-advisors have been quite a controversial um, element of that. Do you think that we'll see a rise in robo-advisors after this or will what ro- the term ro- robo-advisor means or maybe a different term be adapted? I think we're looking at an, an adaption, I think, in some way, shape or form, because what you're going to see now is, yes, the intermediary market has 75% of all mortgages before the, the crisis. But actually, mm-hmm. when we come out of this, there would have been so much innovation and adaption that actually a lot of lenders would have taken some of that stuff back in house because they need the volume of business. Mm-hmm. So I think right now, um, systems like IMS, where it can actually collate everything all from the front end to the back end, all in one entity, but bring specialists in the areas like James, like Nicola, et cetera, and bring their companies actually into the forefront of working together to get that entity from start to finish, I think that would be a really, really major benefit to actually keeping that client within that that brokerage rather than losing them to the lender. At the end of the day, you've got to keep the clients inundated with updates, speaking to them every six months, not waiting four and a half years and a five-year fix to contact them, you know, to say their mortgage is up for renewal because by that time, that client's already gone. Right. Thanks, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Sorry. What Dale said there, that actually it's, it's interesting because we use the term robo-advice and, and, and that's just a term that we, we've sort of coined for these, these, these new platforms. But actually what they're offering is digital advice and, and what a great opportunity now, as Dale's just said, for brokers to embrace that. So you don't need to build an expensive website and put all the bells and whistles on. Actually, as far as a, as a, a customer's concerned, actually doing a, a mortgage appointment via Zoom, is that not digital advice? You know, it's, it's, it's such a great opportunity for uh, to, to level that playing field and, uh, and even things up with how, how people do things digitally and what is seen as digital um, and, you know, continue the level of that personal touch um, as, as brokers are great at. Absolutely fantastic. And that's, that's where they, uh, they do win cases. Great. Okay. Um, 
So Rowan, you kind of touched on this already, but there are certain tools that have been introduced, for example, during the in the last few weeks. Do you see this continuing to happen? New tools to help people to work from home, to work remotely, tech innovation? Yeah, I, th I think definitely, definitely. I think, you know, uh, ultimately clients need to be served. Right. So we, we kind of all touched on it. We've got customers mm -hmm. out there that um, I guess all kind of, you know, some of them being furloughed, some of them are requesting payment holidays. Yeah, the, the world has been turned upside down. And, and I guess where people kind of need reassurance around finances, this is kind of where this tool can come in. You know, we, we kind of got some of the great, great stuff that, that Nicola and, and Co do around um, kind of criteria and all that is, is really helpful to the brokers. I think that the thing that, that's key is trying to find new ways of interacting with, with those customers. So Dale touched on it in terms of not waiting the four and a half, four and a half five years until they come out of their benefit period. It's around using things like, I guess we, we have Burrow, which is kind of like a, a customer kind of onboarding solution, um, which kind of allows you to prioritize some of that, 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 kind, that those, those leads based on um, the need for, for that customer. And I think it's it's things like that in combination with sourcing systems, all coming together and collaborating, which will kind of mean that we can kind of best serve these customers. I must admit, I was quite surprised by, by the, the number in terms of drop of percentage, and it kind of screams out for technology to step in and, and, and fill that hole. Yeah, if 40% mm -hmm. of the customers don't have a broker that they can utilize, I 100% agree, but equally, yeah. they, brokers need to use the tools that are available to them, um, um, I guess, at the moment um, to, to kind of explore those avenues. Because I think the new ways of working, we kind of touched on it, yeah, once we come back to whatever the new normal looks like, yeah, I think people need to look at what, what, they've, what they've kind of learned from this experience and then what's worked, what hasn't worked, and anything that has worked, look to use it going forward. Absolutely. Um, James, you you mentioned this, but you, you've obviously introduced this new data that you're, you've been releasing every day. So it's been really helpful for the industry. Um, what does it look like today? Yeah, so um, we, we actually have a, an analytic system that we built called Insight, which tracks the behavior of all of our 13,000 source users um, in the platform currently. And uh, we licensed that information out to lenders and we decided at the start of this crisis to, to start providing that data for free to the market to make everybody aware of what was occurring in terms of volume levels. So as you'll have seen in the press this morning, uh, and obviously Rebecca, you ran this article as well, we actually started to see a, an uplift at the back end of last week. Uh, Thursday, Friday were up in search volumes for the first time in three weeks. And in fact, Saturday was actually 48% higher than the previous Saturday. So I, I think we are we're optimistic that we are seeing a bit of a bottoming out now in terms of volume of, of usage and volume of searches uh, and therefore volume of activity in the market. So we're, we're quietly hopeful, you know, given that uh, I think there's, there's a little bit more optimism now about when lockdown may end, um, that potentially brokers can be A, back to work as they already are in terms of contact with customers around remortgages. But we've also seen a shift now, an increase in purchase searches as well, which suggests people are starting to look again at the market uh, as an opportunity for, for acquiring new properties and therefore presenting brokers with purchase business too. Excellent. And is this, is this data something that you're going to continue working on? after COVID-19? 
Yeah, absolutely. We obviously, as I say, we, we've been licensing it to lenders previously. I, I think the demand that we've seen from that has been significant. And obviously through this crisis, for the first time, people have really seen the value of actually having access to real time information about what's going on in the market. So there's there's no question we'll continue to provide this long after the, this particular crisis is over. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, you sound quite optimistic, so that's <laughs> that's that's good to hear a bit of optimism. Someone has um, to be. Yeah, well, I think as a market generally, it, we're pretty optimistic. The mortgage industry is always looking forward. Um, Dale, how are you feeling about the next few weeks? <laughs> I think I am very optimistic, to be honest. I think what we've seen now is a lot of lenders coming back into the market that maybe withdrew a couple of weeks ago. Uh, because like the, the guy said earlier on, they've now got AVMs, which, are, which is a great tool. And we've seen some of the um, AVMs in the specialist sector being, you know, going right up to 75%. You've seen some of them on the high street going right up to 90%. So right now, I think, you know, where a customer was possibly thinking, you know, they're two weeks into their, their lockdown, they're probably bored with their partner. And they're probably looking around the house thinking, wow, this needs a re redecoration or, a, or an upgrade or whatever, or, you know, the dream house has come up for sale. Those sort of things really sort of sparked people into it in week three. And now we're going into week four or whatever it is. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more activity over the next sort of 10, 15, 10, 14 days, um, where actually people now are starting to really look at their finances and either go for that dream house or, or remortgage the one they're already in. But I think right now, yes, there is light at the end of this. And, uh, you know, we haven't got a date in mind, but... There are a lot of rumours and things about the schools going back after the half term and so on and so on, but we'll see what happens. But I think right now I'm I'm pretty you know optimistic that quite a few lenders came back last week that weren't lending the week before. Yeah, it's a good start. Absolutely. Uh, Rowan, yeah. Rowan, what are you thinking, say, in a month's time, what will we look like as a market? Oh, so I, I, yeah, I'd agree with what Dale's saying. I think, yeah, we, we have to be fair to the lenders. I think... Yeah, the two weeks kind of um, where, where it all kind of, uh, I guess, the market dropped out from underneath and that they, you know, their focus was quite rightly looking after their, their customers. So, you know, we saw lots of our, our, our clients at DPR redeploying people that would have been normally working in kind of origination frontline roles that having to support the servicing clients. So I think now the dust has started to settle now. I'd expect to see more more customers coming back into the market. Um, we're definitely talking to, to Landmark around how we can, I guess, work with them to, to serve our DPR customers and also looking at those ABM suppliers just to, to, to try and, I guess, keep that product moving. Um, I, I think I'm optimistic as well. I think, you know, financial services, um, I guess, in, in previous crises are, are probably not fared too well but it kind of feels as an industry that that everybody's worked really well together you know even and I guess all the way back towards collaboration with the regulator as well you know I have to tip my hat to them they've been very clear and concise with what our lenders need to do so I think this collaboration and, and working together has probably proved to, to, to be the best kind of medicine to this so I, I, I'd hope we see more of that um, I guess in the preceding weeks and then definitely in the next 12 to 18 months as, as, we, as we move forward. Thanks, Rowan. And um, this is kind of an open question to anyone. Um, obviously, you guys are all tech specialists. Is there anything that you've been doing differently, say any tools that you've been using in a different way uh, since you've been working from home or like new ways to use pieces of tech that you wouldn't have thought of before? Yeah, Microsoft anyone? Teams. <laughs> <laughs> 
as though it wasn't using that before, but we are now. I think, again, everyone has to adapt to the new way of working. And let's be realistic. I don't think a lot of people will be going back to their old way of working because I think actually now um, a lot of people are looking at their overheads and thinking, well, actually, if I can do this from home and I can do it on Teams or Zoom or whatever else is out there, um, we can still speak to clients. We can still get to clients. Um, actually, now, some of the, you know, the systems out there like OMS are bringing everybody in together. So, you know, it's effectively it's becoming a one-stop shop from the client journey all the way through right to mortgage offer, um, which it didn't do before. And that can include open banking. It can include credit searches. It can include criteria sourcing, mortgage sourcing, and so on and so on. Um, and I think people now are actually looking at tech and realizing how easy it is, whereas they might have been a little bit scared before because the amount of noise and things that go on on a day-to-day -day basis. I think right now, adaption and moving forward, I think is going to be key on most mortgage brokers' um, menus when they get back to work. Mm -hmm. So do you think then that more people will be working remotely? Yeah, I, I mean, so. when this is all over. <laughs> I think so, absolutely. And again, it's, it's again depending on the system that you've got will depend on how easy you've trans, trans, you know, transpired to the new norm in this uncertain world, and um, whatever the new norm might be. But I think you know people have adapted to working in a different way and realised how easy it is to still speak to clients. Thank you so much for listening to the first in our podcast series today, and a huge thank you to all my guests. There is a lot more to be said on the subject, so I will resume with part two on technology later this week. Stay safe and well.